episode 175 of the Mandarian Orange Show. I'm Phil Vecchio. And I'm Jammin' Janelle. Is that a shaker you got there? Yeah, a red pepper, crushed red pepper shaker. Why is there a crushed red pepper shaker near where we're recording? Well, Phil likes to put so much red pepper in his food that he has a huge bottle of it right by his dining area. (laughs) I like spicy food. I can't taste it if it's not spicy. Oh my gosh, how good was that, like, pasta I made last night? It was really good, and it was very complimentary with the red peppers. Yeah, I made a feta cheese bake. Guys, it was so easy. Yeah, and then she fed a lot to me. Yeah, you just grill, what? (laughs) You just grill some tomatoes, olive oil, feta cheese. I put garlic and basil in it, too, because I always have to go off the recipe. Of course. And then you cook the pasta separately and mix it in. And you gotta get that twirly kind. Gotta have twirlies. Cavatopoly. Sure. Cavatopoly. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> Are you saying the name Fusuli? of a pasta? <laughs> we could do a whole show of just Janelle. Peeny. Janelle pronounces pasta. Peeny. <laughs> Macacoli. All right. <laughs> Before we get thrown off the internet. So we are here recording once again with you, our wonderful listeners. I mean, we're not recording with you. You're not here. But it feels like you're here with us because you're being beamed right into our living room. Beep. Our view right in front of us is the fireplace with a nice, lovely faux wall paneling right before, right behind it, wooden paneling. I really want to paint it. You've never let me paint it. I feel like that's a lot of effort for what's what's it going to change to have that? Let's paint it gray. Oh my gosh. Think of how much work it would take in this living room to move all this stuff out of the way and paint that whole entire wall. And then imagine you could choose between that or going away for the weekend somewhere. Paint is like not that much. Paint is expensive. Real paint. Look up how much paint is. Not like, you know, your tempera paints or watercolors or something. I refuse to look up how much paint is during a podcast. It's a lot. Like, we're going to get a real, like, review. They actually looked up the price of paints <laughs> on least, their podcast. At least they didn't have to, like, watch the paint dry. They just had to listen to the talk about paint. <laughs> My point is, there's a lot of things around our house and in our yard and other places that we could do, but we choose to do other stuff, and I think it's okay. I'd rather have an old fake wood paneling wall in our living room and have all that fun other time to spend with you and our children. If you ever want to see our fake wood paneling, it was featured in our America's Funniest Home Videos episode. That's right. We did it in front of the fireplace and you can see the paneling behind us. You can see the paneling that Phil refuses to paint. We did, however, have to move all our knickknacks off the the mantle. And we never really returned them. Well, so, but the main ones that are important to me up there are there's a Chewbacca, a Jabba the Hutt, and a a Wicked the Ewok. Um, They're like, actually, I think they were... Bubble bath or shampoo bottles yeah. at one point. Yeah, my mom like gave them to you. I think she found them at like a yard sale. Yeah, 
And they still had remnants of shampoo. Like the shampoo in it from like <laughs> 1982 back. or whatever it was. Well, I guess if there's Jabba the Hutt and Wicked the Ewok, it had to be after 83. But still, several decades old. <laughs> well, they're there. And Chewbacca's, he's facing the He's mooning paneling. us for some reason. <laughs> he's not even like facing us. Now Jabba is full on like towards us. Actually, Jabba's kind of turned right in and Chewbacca's rear end there if he's you like, are looking closely. smelling it. And then Wicket, who is easily twice as tall as Jabba the Hutt is. So, <laughs> I don't know, the scale's a little off on these things. We gotta take a picture of that and that's gonna be the picture for this episode, FYI. <laughs> You better dust it. Nope. It's going to be exactly like no, it is. Dust it all so people can see. Because I want them to get the exact way that it's framed with Jabba looking right at the rear end of Chewbacca. It's got to be. If we move it around, it won't be authentic. Ugh, so gross. People need to see. Because we haven't dusted the mantle in a bit. The kids do actually a really good job of dusting in here. But they have a limited range of what they can reach. <laughs> so... There's nothing that's too tall that they dust, and they usually don't, like, go behind certain things. So there's a good area that's dusted, but there's definitely spots that are, like, gaps in their dusting. Well. Not that I couldn't do it. I'm just saying during the course of their chore time, that's what usually happens. I don't do any housework because I'm, you know. The breadwinner. <laughs> Well, I usually do, but it's just, like, the most exhausting school year of my life. So, I don't get anything done. (laughs) That's okay. So, thank you for holding down the fort, guys. Well, that's why there's a little bit of extra dust on the top of... Chewbacca's behind. Chewbacca's behind. (laughs) Well, let's dive in, shall we? Because we said we were going to do a... Not short episode, but like a a normal size. Well, we are recording on Lukey's birthday eve. This is last day of being ten year olds. So we don't want to like stay up too late or you know spend too much time on it because we got to get to celebrating. You've already wrapped the presents. Yes. You and Audrey did it this year because Audrey really wanted to help do it. She really did, and. It really makes it go a lot faster because we get our kids a lot of presents. Well, when I wrap it, doesn't that help go faster? Yeah, it does. Are you saying Audrey's a faster wrapper than I am? No. Oh, that's surprising. I would have thought so. Well, you are. You're kind of more meticulous than Audrey. Audrey just gets the paper around and tapes it up. You're more like perfectionist. Yeah. I'm also easily distracted. Mm, yeah, you'll, like, look over at something and ten minutes later, are you going to finish wrapping that, or should I take over? But I am pretty good at wrapping when I put my mind to it. You're For- pretty good at cleaning when you put your mind to it. I would say you're a better cleaner than me. But I'm a better rapper, too. Better rapper. Well, I don't know if you're a better rapper All than right. me. You want to prove it? No. Yeah, we're going to prove it right now. Okay? I'll go first. My name is Phil, and I'm here to say it's time to do news in a major way. I got my wife right by me, and she's rolling her eyes because she thinks that I'm throwing out lies, but it's all the truth. I'm the best rapper in town, at least in this couch, and now I'm going to throw down. Uh, all right. 
right. Prove you're a better rapper than me. Um. <laughs> Do it. Do you need a beat? Chicken in the picking. I like licking the chicken. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. And now the news. And now the news. Should we tell them about our new rapping recording contract that we just signed with Rapping Rabbit? Rap record. <laughs> All right, tell us the news, Janelle. If you can rate and review us on wherever you listen to our podcasts, we'd really appreciate it. We did a Mandarin Orange show live this week, and it got a lot, it got some new clicks. It did. So if you're a new listener, maybe you've just joined us for the first time because you were hanging out at Mandarin Orange Live. Welcome. <laughs> and you're probably like. What, what the is heck is the show? We did Chewbacca behind. We did Dungeons and Dragons with Matt. <laughs> Although, if they saw the shenanigans going on in that live stream, <laughs> they, they knew what to expect. You came here because you know we're weird. I don't think weird. I would say eccentric. I'm weird. I don't <laughs> know where you are. I've always been weird. You knew that when you married me. You knew that when you married me. Mm-hmm. That's our favorite thing to say to each other. Whenever we do something to annoy each other, we go, you knew that when you married me. Yeah, like, Janelle's like, you're, like a, you're such a bad worker. You're always distracted and you never get, want to get anything done. And I say, you knew that when you married me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best comeback. You can't argue with that. And when my feet are stinky, I say, you knew that when you married me. That is true. I didn't know about the Katamari feet, though, before we got married. Like, I think that came out later. You didn't shuffle around barefoot as often when we were dating. (laughs) Katamari feet, by the way. Katamari Damasi. The video game. Where he rolls up and everything sticks to the ball and it gets bigger and bigger. Janelle has, like, some sort of natural adhesive on the bottom of her feet that no matter where we are, if she's barefoot, stuff will be stuck to the bottom of it. Not when they're wet. Just every day. Yeah, I'll just... You look at the bottom of her feet, and it looks like she's been walking through, I don't know, sticky honey, and then on top of a bunch of junk. <laughs> it's weird. Katamari feet. Well, maybe I should stop using that honey lotion. Probably. On my feet. So where can they contact us, husband? Well, if you would like to let us know um, <laughs> how you feel about our rap we would uh, who love won it. the rap battle? Who, who won our rap battle? Um, we would like to hear your votes. So please write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com or you can send us a message at our Facebook page, Mandarian Orange Show. Also, while you're over at Facebook, please join our Facebook group so you can interact with us and other listeners of the show. And maybe you guys can get into a good old fashioned debate about whose rap was best. Or least worst. And then we'll post actual pictures of wrapping paper, which is what we we're referring to. And you can judge who's a better rapper. Yeah, but I didn't wrap anything, so I have, I have nothing to enter into That's this contest. True. But I did entertain Luke while you guys did it. That was you our, did. That That's was our important. Plan. Well, speaking of entertaining, we have another live stream coming up. Uh, up next, we're going to do another Potvox Presents live stream. This is our music live streams that we do um, 
through the Potvox Music page, which is the record label that I started in college and Janelle has funded ever since we've been married. <laughs> ever since. Um, I've paid for this stuff beforehand, you know, without you. But I'm an executive producer extraordinaire. You are. Well, so our next one is on October 9th. It's at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And we have the band Adios Cometa, which means like goodbye comet in Spanish. And they are from? They're from Costa Rica. And we're going to have them live from Costa Rica. I'm so stoked. This is a Velvet Blue Music recording artist. And um, I love Velvet Blue Music, the record label um, from Jeff Cloud. But also, these guys are so cool. Very nice guys. And just this really cool kind of shoegazy indie rock feel, but it's in Spanish, which is just so cool. And they're from Costa Rica. They're great. They do know that I'm going to need to conduct the interview slash conversation part largely in English. (laughs) Although I did take Spanish in high school for four years. It's a little rusty. Definitely not like music interview level of Spanish speaking at the moment. Yes. I can ask them, you know, if they like their songs or whatever, but that's about it. I can tell them I like their songs. That's you gotta surround Europe. Yeah, I can ask them if they're <laughs> if they're a taxi. You know, where's the nearest taxi? And you got us to that timeshare in Mexico. The timeshare. The one, like, that your parents did on the river, on the Gulf. Oh, like the campground thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I I can do some basic stuff in Spanish. Honestly, I could probably ask a few questions, but definitely not enough to do, like, a whole conversation with them. So, they were gracious enough to agree to do it in English, at least for the most part. We'll see. It's going to be an adventure. I highly recommend you check this one out. So, October 9th, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. And uh, it'll be on the Popbox Music Facebook page. And then, of course, we're going to do another Mandarin Orange Live in October as well, although we don't have a solid date yet. And it might be on a Saturday or Sunday. It might be. But we've got a cool guest we're working yeah, on. Yeah, we we've, don't want to reveal We've yet. got a soft commitment, but not a solid date just yet. So, Emperor of the Day update. We said last week that you found one. Yeah, and I haven't found another, so I don't understand why this is on here. Well, I just wanted to let you know you were dangerously close to finding another one again. Today? Uh, I'm not saying when, just since last week. So now, there was the one that I, like, videotaped you because I thought you were going to find it. And then this one, I didn't videotape you, but you were, like, so close to finding it. Is it the same one? No. Now you're, you've become dangerously close to finding two additional emperors for a day. Yeah. Man. No more hints. All right. Well, I'm going to have to keep an eye out. I'm trying to think of where. What did I do this week? And it's so cute because the kids know where they are. And so, like, Luke, like, was talking to me in private, and he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how close Daddy was. So even Luke noticed. What did I do that <laughs> would have been around it? So. I poke around constantly. I'm always, like, lifting up stuff and looking behind it and looking around stuff. 
But I just haven't come across any more yet. I mean, I found three so far. That's pretty good. I know. It's great. It's just so fun. You're very creative. I try. Speaking of being a monarch for the day, you were a queen for day this last weekend. Yeah. It was low-key. We watched some movies, played some video games. Went on a hike. Went on a hike. And then we did food I like. Got some food you like. What did you get that you want liked? Well, we had to split it up because they were too, like, high calorie and we're counting calories. You don't remember what we got, I do got you? <laughs> Jersey Mike's? Or was it Subway? Subway. Eat fresh. I don't think we got Subway. We got Subway. Was it Subway, not yeah, Jersey Mike's? Yeah, I was excited to get Subway. We got Jersey Mike's last time. I can't remember which sandwich chain you went to. It's hard to keep it straight. Yeah, so we did Subway, Eat Fresh. You can order on the app. It's really convenient. They do curbside pickup. And then I did a Mexican restaurant. Yes. With, you say, the best shrimp fajitas you've ever had. They are, and it's it's what they've gone under like different new management, ownership. new ownership. Change the name, but they still have the same recipe, and it's still really good. The bane of your existence. They added zucchini to it. Like I don't know why. It's it's usually just peppers and onions. Why put chunks of zucchini? I picked them all out though. So if we ever order from there again, I will see if they can do it without the zucchini because gross. Well, I got a wet carne asada burrito. It's pretty much a specialty out here in California. Yeah. They they just are so good. Do people outside of California even go to Mexican restaurants? I feel like if you're not... I mean, I know there's like the Tex-Mex, you know, Southwestern type of stuff in there's Texas. There's nothing like... Arizona. That, but yeah. that Southern California, Baja style, mm-hmm. like... I mean, obviously, outside of Mexico itself, like, there's just nowhere else like it. Yeah. Never been somewhere out of Southern California that has Mexican food like real Mexican food. I would have to agree with you. If I'm wrong, if you think you've got a good one, tell us. Mexican food. Tell us, you know, Midwesterners or outside of California in the South, do you think you have good Mexican food? Tell us your best. MandarinOrangeShow at (laughs) gmail.com. Okay, so we have an important question to pose to you guys, something that we have about a month to figure out. But as you may or may not know, November around the Mandarin Orange Show is our daily challenge month. Several years ago, we started this where I did a 30-day Movie Pass challenge. This is back when Movie Pass still existed. Mm-hmm. And every single day for the month of November, I saw a different movie in the theater for 30 days and was able to see a different movie every single day for 30 days it would have been 318 dollars and 85 cents if i had spent the money to buy the tickets and it only cost me 10 dollars for the month and for whatever reason now movie pass has gone out of business so since then i've had to come up with other challenges after that i did a 30 day sealed dvd challenge where i watch a different dvd every day for 30 days we did a 30 day nes challenge or I played a different NES game every day for 30 days. Last year, we did a 30-day TV pilot challenge where I watched a different TV pilot every single day for 30 days of November. So what are we going to do this month or this year? Any ideas? Do you have any ideas, Janelle? 
Um, I had some last year. I can't remember what they were. Well, I'll tell you some that have been proposed, ones that I think would work well. One of them is a 30-day Super NES Challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been a couple years since we did an, a video game-based one, so that would be fun. I got a lot of video games on the Super Nintendo. It also works well in case we do go out of town for... Because I have to, you know, plan for the whole mm-hmm. month. And so, you know, usually we go out of town around Thanksgiving, so it's got to be something I can do that I can bring with us. But we have on the Switch the online Super NES games that I can play. Plus, we have the Super NES mini classic console Mm -hmm. that I could also bring, which is small. So there's a lot of options. I could keep that going. There's always, of course, you could repeat ones. I definitely have enough sealed DVDs to do another one of those. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do TV pilots again because I still have, like, barely scratched the surface of actually watching. keep re-watching ones. That's right. And there's so many shows that I started last year that I want to watch still that I haven't actually gotten to. I think of the shows that I started last year, let's look. I'm going to look real quick because I've got the list right in front of me. Of the shows that I started last year, uh, 30 shows, let's count how many I actually have watched more of the of the show that I said I wanted to because not all I, of them that I, I wanted did to. Emily in Paris you did that and I, that was one I didn't need to watch more of so you did that's one we'll count either you or me how about two big city greens the kids and I watched big city greens there's new episodes that just came out but we're caught up except for the new ones that just came out recently the Durrells and Corfu we watched that like right away that was that was probably my favorite of I mean, all of the pilots your note on here is Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and there's no question about that. <laughs> that was just, like, such heaven. So good. Inhumans, which is a Marvel show, I didn't actually finish it, but I did watch a couple more episodes of it. I think there's only, like, eight episodes, and I watched, like, the first three or four. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, a half, because I didn't finish it, but I did watch more of it. And then... Lost in Space. Lost in Space, on, we watched all we that. we can watch that with the kids. Yeah. And it's so good. Lost in Space, like, ended up just getting better and better. Yeah, that was great. So, of the 30 shows that I watched a pilot of last year, I've actually watched four of them. Oh, well, between you and me, I watched three, you watched one, plus I did, like, a half of another one. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of other ones that I said I would watch. Some of them I didn't actually want to watch more of, and so, you know, we didn't, but... Of the ones I wanted to, that's it. That's all I've gotten to. So I don't want to do another pilot. That's that's oh, the yeah, whole point yeah. of that. What else could we do? There's there's other video game things. Another one that I had thought of was on on the Switch. One of the cool things about the eShop on Switch is that they have done so many sales where there's like super cheap download games. Mm, super indie. Yeah, like super indie games where like they'll go on sale and sometimes they're literally like 25 cents or other times... They've had deals where, like, if you buy a game from this company, then you can get these other two games for free or whatever. So we have what is termed in the video game community as a backlog, a significant backlog of Switch games. Now, there's a lot of them I've tried and played a little bit, but there's actually quite a few of them that we downloaded because they were so cheap, and I haven't actually gotten to play yet. So we could do a 30-day, you know, indie game challenge. Something along those lines. I have an idea. Okay. You could do a 30-day board game challenge. That's true. A different board game every day for 30 days. The only tough part is that if there's a busy day or a travel day, it's got to be a day, you know. It could be quick. It could be. But it's a different one every single day, though? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Because then, like, let's, if we travel for a week, you know, around Thanksgiving, I have to make sure we've got enough that we bring on that and that we yeah, have time I'd to do it like every day. I'd say, like, card games and stuff, like, compact games can be included in that. Okay. I'm just putting it out there. Well, be, but you guys all have to commit with me because usually I'm the only one that actually does them all. You guys contribute when you can, but you guys don't always have time to well, do it. Well, the kids can. I can't. But the kids Well, can. that's my point, though. We might not always have time to do it. I'm, I'm afraid that one seems like one we might fail at because there's not enough commitment from you guys. Because otherwise I'm going to be stuck playing like a solitaire game, you know. What, you have a problem with solitaire? I don't, but that just seems kind of a lame, like, cop-out. I don't want to do something... If people are going to vote on, like, games that we play... And that's the other thing, is it has to be something where people can vote on it. And, you know, we're going to be able to bring enough games on our trip that people can vote on what games we play then? We could do dressing fill. I don't understand what that means. You have to wear a new fashion choice each day. Yeah, that's a a hard no. That's going to be a hard no (laughs) for me. I'm not... Super up for that. Well, another one that I considered was like a different recipe every day, but that's hard again with travel and just time and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about why that's something I thought of in a minute. Those are kind of the things that I thought of, some of the stuff that you came up with. Tell me what you guys think. I mean, if everyone overwhelmingly demands board games be a thing, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying that one seems like it could be tricky. It's got to be something that, you know, because it's. It's tiring to do the same thing every day for 30 days. It's weird, but it really is. Well, and I have a very busy November because that's my parent-teacher conference. Right. So I can't – I participate when I can, but it does have to be something you can do. Well, that's why I'm saying I I feel like the board game one might be – because then – okay, so let's say you you can't do it. If I have just the kids, there's a lot of games that don't work as well with, like, only three people. You know what I mean? So, it limits what games I can even do. So, I feel like that one's going to be tough. Whereas, movie, DVD, video game, you know, whatever, I can do even if everyone else goes to bed. And I can just do one, Mm. you know. So, I don't know. Let us know, guys. What do you guys think? What should I do for this 30-day challenge? If you have any different ideas, we are open to suggestions. No guarantees I'll take them, but, you know, I'll hear them. Uh, I am the one that has to do this after all. So write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com and tell us what you think that we should do. All right. What are we doing now? I wanted to do some kind of a reading challenge or something, but oh, this is a good idea too. I could also do a 30-day short story challenge where I read a different short story every day Mm. for 30 days. That's totally up your alley. I have many, many collections of short stories, some of which I've read, but actually there's plenty of them that I haven't. I mean, just the Alfred Hitchcock mystery magazines alone, you know, I mean, I've got tons that I could pull because I've read a lot of them, but not all of them. I definitely have 30 children's books. That could be interesting. That you can read. Well, yeah, but I was thinking more like. I know, like short stories. A short story, you know. Yeah. That's fun, too. That could be cool. That's something I'd be interested in. So. I don't know if that doesn't have as much visual appeal, but whatever. I could show it off. I could talk about it. Yeah, you put on stories. Hmm. All right. Well, tell us what you guys think. I'm curious. But, of course, the biggest news of all that we haven't talked about yet. Do you know, Janelle? No. You guys have a new obsession I have something that I want to share with all of you that is going to be, if all goes well, it's going to be a part of the show 
it's going to be a new segment on this show. It's going to be something that we're going to do ongoing and we're going to chronicle throughout this. I don't know. I don't know how long this is going to take, but I came across this book. Now it's something that we've had for a while and I honestly can't remember where we got it. It might, I don't think it was something I bought. I think it might've been like in a box of books, mom and dad passed along and I dug out and kept it. It could have been from like, I could have been like a yard sale, but I don't think so. But I have this book and it's a treasury of recipes cookbook by Vincent and Mary Price. Yes, Vincent Price of the, you know, House on Haunted Hill and, uh, you know, scary movies and B movies, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Vincent Price and his wife apparently were like huge gourmet food buffs and they traveled all over the world going to all these fancy restaurants and they also cooked fancy stuff at their house and and uh, had, you know, catering and all kinds of stuff. And they made this big, huge book. I mean, I think it's like 600 pages or something. Tons and tons of recipes in it. And it's broken up into the different, like, regions, like Europe and America and, uh, you know, Asia, South America, whatever. And each one, they actually go to all these different restaurants throughout all these different regions. And then they got permission to recreate some of their menus and some of the recipes from all these different restaurants, plus their own family ones, like tons and tons and tons of stuff. And you might be thinking, why is that interesting to you? But two things. One, it's bizarre to me that a like scary movie, like funny actor from the fly in the 1950s has a cookbook uh, with his wife. And she was also like, I think she did makeup or hair for films, maybe costuming something in that department. But on top of that, it's a 1960s cookbook. And if you've ever looked into recipes from before our times, people ate very differently. And this is an interesting one because it's it's done as like, it's fancy food, you know? So it's not only from the 60s and things that we don't normally eat, but it's fancy food from then. And a lot of them are going to be pretty much impossible to do because they've got the ingredients that we don't even have. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you know, start with carving three truffles into thin slices or whatever. That's probably not going to happen. But there's definitely enough things in here that we can find some stuff. So we're going to start doing a Vincent Price cooking segment where we're going to make some of the recipes and talk about our Vincent Price food of the week. We don't have one to do yet this week. I just had to introduce it. But you guys, it's crazy. I think I'm probably more excited than Janelle is about this, but I'm telling you, <laughs> it's amazing. The pictures in this book, because back then... I don't like gross food. Back then, there was a lot more, like, savory jello dishes. Ugh, you know, see. salads that contained meats. Ew. Like, jello salads that contained meats. A lot of stuffed fishes and, and uh, you know, whole squid and lobsters laying around on plates. Now, those ones are probably not the ones we're going to do, but there's other stuff tucked in and around here that I think is going to be plenty entertaining. Lots of great pictures throughout this. And he writes, like, stories all throughout about the the restaurants they go to and the food they eat. And so I might share some tidbits of some of that stuff. So you guys get ready for it. It's going to be pretty, pretty great. Can't wait. You're so excited, aren't you? I am cautiously optimistic oh on top of this i'm gonna like either completely do them or help do them and i'm not great at following recipes so that's just kind of an extra wild card thrown in there you are mediocre at that i am that's one thing you're mediocre at 
I can make my own stuff and figure out like yeah, ways to make like, food I like, but but when it comes to following a recipe, it's stressful. When you did my fettuccine Alfredo Olive Garden copycat, I definitely had to take over. Yeah, I told you if you want this to taste right, you might want to help me out here. But that's gonna be really fun. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. We're are gonna you do... excited about this, listeners? They are. And I'll, I'll show you pictures of it. We'll do some, you know, we're, of course, documented on our Instagram story so you can see, like, video of it. It's going to be great. barfy foods. It's going to be great. That is the news. And I'm sticking to it. We have another segment to do that we got to do another special thing this week. It's time Again? for Mommy Daddy Time. Mommy Daddy Time. Yeah, the kids are getting older. Luke's turning 11. Audrey's so, going to be 13. This is crazy. So we've been leaving him alone for little short errands. And we hit up the Dollar Tree again. Well, mostly we went to go pick up food at the Wingstop. But while we were there, it took him a while to make it. So we had Here's to run near the next door. Stop takes so long. They do, but it's good. They're good it's wings. It's worth it. So we ran into Dollar Tree. They still yeah. don't have CDs, in case you were wondering. But they had more DVDs. They did. Nothing that I had any interest in, but... If you want to know what I got, I bought some cobwebs from my bat cave I'm making in my classroom. And I kept it- telling you, we've got so many cobwebs, like in the garage and... Up in the rafters? Like, why do you I need want to buy them? fake cobwebs. Why do you need to buy fake cobwebs? And then... All you I got, bought, right? A couple of little decorations. No, I bought some mozzarella sticks. Oh, that's right. They do have, like, a little food section they there. They do, and, like, they're pretty good. Frozen meals. Like, Michelinda's. Michelinda. <laughs> that's the street my grandparents used to live on. <laughs> no, they're called Michelinda. Budget Mi- Gourmet. Michelina. No, Michelinda. All right. And I feel like I had my hands more full. Well, there's... Wrapping paper. Wrapping paper, yep. A little... You can always find stuff you need at a store like that. It doesn't matter how many times you go to look for those CDs. I will have an armload. But I'll tell you, as much as we joke about it, like, it's kind of nice to have a little alone time. It's, (laughs) It's always, like, weird when we go to a place. I mean, this is even before the pandemic. Where, like, if we are alone, you know, the kids are at home or they're with my parents or they're somewhere else, you know, and we'll pull into a place and automatically, like, I drive, this is typically, I will drive somewhere and then Janelle runs in to go to the place, right? That's kind of yeah, our Yeah, and then you stay role. in the... And I'll stay in the car with the kids while you run in. So then we pull into, like, a parking lot and the kids aren't there and I kind of, like, sit there and I'm like, oh, wait, I can go in with you. Like, I don't have to stay out in the car with the kids right. anymore. They're at home or they're with my parents or wherever. And it's it's kind of a an interesting feeling. I mean, I miss our children being babies, and I love their tiny little selves. But it's also fun to have a little more, you know, freedom as an adult. Back to early marriage, Phil and Janelle. I know. So it was fun. I love our kids dearly, though. I did. We did we get them a treat? Oh, oh yeah, we did. They had time. blind bags. Blind bags. Well, like, so. but they were called blind balls, I think. Yeah, blind balls. And there were little balls with a prize in it. <laughs> I don't know, it was a dollar, so. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> love, love that it. stuff. So that so was our mommy, that daddy was time. mommy daddy time. Okay, we are flying through this tonight. 
we have a uh, quick movie time to talk about the movies you watched while you did Queen for a Day. Movie time. Well, we did it. My dream came true. I got to show the kids a suspenseful, scary movie. Previously, we have dabbled. We Definitely uh, dabbled. We saw The Watcher in the Woods, which is like a Disney scary mm-hmm. movie. If you've ever watched it, it's, you know, it's, it's suspenseful. We've watched Ghostbusters with them, which mm-hmm. is, you know. Comedy suspense. Comedy scary. Oh, you also we also watched Child of Glass, which is another Disney scary, you know. This one was just straight up creepy. Now, Janelle and I are not fans of like horror, gory, you know, gross stuff, whatever, like terror stuff. It's more I like a good suspenseful, like spooky. I'm I'm totally fine with like ghosts type stuff or creepy aliens or whatever, you know. But I don't want anything that's like super gross. That's not for me. But I so, love a good like a good ghost story, haunted house story. So we watched The Others with Nicole Kidman. So good. So it's a good, like, creepy, you know, haunted house type of setting. Period drama. Yep. Yep. It's a period piece. In the 1940s. And it's so good. And, you know, I mean, it is PG-13, but it's just for, like, creepiness, pretty much. Mm-hmm. There's not really, like, any language. Um, and it's not, like, really... You know, sexy time or anything like that. It's just a really good, creepy, you know, ghost type of story. And can't spoil it. If you haven't seen it, we don't want to spoil anything for you. Yeah, of it's course. really fun. It's really, it's good. really good. And afterwards, I overheard the kids talking about how much they liked it. So. Yeah. Well, it's funny. They weren't sure at first because we talked about like it was a really good scary movie. They're like, it's going to be too scary. But then like during it, we would like look over at them to see if they were scared. And like, I mean, it's... It's, it's creepy, creepy, but I think we can handle this. And they like snuggled up with you on the couch and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they but. were like definitely more snuggly than usual. But it's not like... You know, I think they built that up in their mind probably more than well, it was. Well, and it's funny, too, because Phil and I, like, think kids are so creepy. In the movies, like, a good creepy kid in a movie. But they're kids, and they're like, eh. They're like, oh, you know, because the kids are, like, whispering in a dark room. We're like, oh, isn't that creepy? And they're like, no, it's just kids talking. Yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I guess that part is <laughs> doesn't translate to you when you're a kid. So, that was really fun. And then I've been on a Cinderella kick after watching... What are we Cinderella, watching? the musical? Cinderella, the musical, but then we followed it up with... Well, we watched Enchanted, but that's not Enchanted. Cinderella. I know, but it's fairy tellish. So then we watched Ever After with Drew Barrymore as Cinderella. And it's such a good retelling. It and is. I think you forgot how good it is. No, so... For context, I really like this movie. I liked it a lot when I saw it. But it came out when we were in college. And the trailer, I saw the trailer when we went to some other movie. And it's it was atrocious. I'm like, oh, it looks so dumb. I do not want to see that. And then you saw I it. I went and saw and it. And you saw, you're like, you got to see it. It's so good. And then I watched it with you and I really liked it. And sure enough, on the DVD that we have, it's got the original trailer on there. And it is the it's worst like a, trailer. Like, it's not Enya, but it's like this Enya song. It's like, ooh. 
And they're like trying to be all modern. Yeah, it has like electronic beats. Bum, chicka, bum, chicka, bum. It's but not, that's it doesn't, not how it doesn't it fit is. the movie at all. It's really, really poorly done trailer. And I stand by it. If I saw that trailer in the theater now, I would be like, ugh, that does not look like it's for me. But the movie's great, and it's nothing like the trailer, so. And it's totally, like, girl power for your girls, like, a, a female character to look up to. And usually Cinderella's just got to be rescued, and all oh, her Prince Charming. And this one was really good retelling. Well, it's funny, because watching this right after we watched the new one... That one kind of, I mean, I'm not saying it steals from this or anything, but this one pretty much laid the groundwork for that one. Yeah, like a lot this of the one themes, wouldn't have happened. No, and this one was in 1998, <laughs> way before that. And a lot of the stuff that kind of feels like, oh, yeah, look, they're really like twisting it around. They already did it never after. <laughs> like it's already been done, except it's not a musical. But as far as like the themes and her character, it kind of feels cribbed a little bit, I'm yeah. going to say. I think ever after. And it was funny. Oh, it's great. And we kind of love Drew Barrymore. Yeah. She was, after all, Gertie in E.T., let's (laughs) not forget. And the kids loved it, too. And Audrey loves powerful female characters. Yes. Sounds good. Those are our movies. Yay. Now it's time to move along. It's time to move along to Teaching Talk. Mommy and Daddy is Teaching Talk. Teaching talk. Oh, I love that cute Audrey voice. She a cutie. Okay, I think that I need to address this because for you parents out there who are concerned about, like, your children being behind and, like, they missed so much learning, I have come to find out as I, like, at trainings that I've gone to and you know, getting back into the classroom that, like, we really need to, like, not focus on learning loss, and we need to not even, like, speak that into existence for our children, because... It's kind of been a buzzword that news has been throwing around, Learning loss, learning loss. And, like, these kids are exactly where they need to be, and what we need to focus on as adults is we need to focus on the social, emotional, like, mental health of our children because getting them to catch up is super easy in comparison to, like, what they experienced the last year and a half, (laughs) you know? Right. Like, and I know it's even been hard for our own children who have had a really stable, like, home environment. You can imagine how hard it would have been for kids that weren't in that experience to be at home, you know, for that long. So there's just this, like, big push, like, get them caught up and blah, blah, blah. But just, I wanted to just put this out there. Remember, this was a worldwide global pandemic. This affected everybody. Everybody's exactly where they need to be. And... We need to stop stressing about catching them up and being... The standards are new. Like, it's like, throw out what they should have known because everybody went through this. (laughs) So, we can't expect them to be at the level... The, the old way. like. But I know? think also people have this idea that there's a 
etched in stone, like, this many days in school and the second grade means they have exactly these things. Mm -hmm. And if they miss those few days, they're never going to get that stuff back. And that's just, like, a weird false thing, you know. If you missed, you know, doing some addition and subtraction last year, I mean, they should have been doing it online, but if that didn't, like, sink in with them, then you just, like, catch them up a little bit. Like, so much... Of what you do in school is building on previous stuff and, you know, going over you. It's sort of like you you move forward and then you step back mm-hmm. and reinforce. And it's like a wave slowly moving yeah. forward. And so instead of thinking of it as a gap, just think of it just need a couple extra waves moving forward. And right. It's not something that they're never going to get back. It's just, all right, this is where we're at now and we're all moving forward with it. It's not... It's not like they're going to get to the end of high school and go, oh, man, because they had that year missing now, we're not going to have doctors anymore, you know? Like, that's just, that's a, that's a thing that people are trying to get people to panic about, and I don't think that's real. It's not worth panicking about. And honestly, like, I have gone through the first part of this school year, and my class is not that different than it usually is. Right. That's what you came home, you came home and said. I said this last year, too, even with online learning. It's not that different than it usually yeah, is. This, as far as where the kids are, they're basically where they always right. are. Right. And there's this big, like, oh, the kids, the kids, we need to be radical in what we're doing. You know what? I learned so much during distance learning. I am a better teacher for it. And, you know, the kids are going to benefit from that experience. So... Using my old methods that I used before, combining them with the new technology I learned, it's going to be fine. Well, I think, you know, it's not to say that people didn't have challenges and there weren't struggles. But like you said, the bigger concern is not, you know, oh, do they know their times tables well enough? It's like, are we meeting their needs where they're at emotionally right Right. now? Reintegrating back into society, etc. Right. So, I think. And that's what I focus on. Like, every morning I, like kind of think about like oh I need to do this math and I need to do this reading and I need to do this and I'm like no I need to focus on like their mental health and so we've had so many great discussions like so deep so amazing further than I ever did and this kid the other day like blew my mind because we were talking about you know meeting goals Like, how are you going to, you know, make your dreams and what's going to prevent you from, like, making your dreams? And she said the only thing that it prevents you from reaching your goals and your dreams is you. Not your brother, not your sister, not your mom, you're not dad. It's up to you. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's so profound. And before, this wouldn't even be a discussion we had pre-pandemic. Yeah. And now we're having these deep talks, and I feel so connected, and my kids feel so connected. And that's what it needs to be about right now. And that's okay. We'll get everything else caught up. The thing that's not repairable if we don't work on it now is the mental part of right, it. Right, right. So, but I think even there, like, we're still fine to get them all caught up yep. as long as we're thinking of them and taking care of them in that way. Right. And, you know, not overwhelming them with, like, oh, you, you're so far behind. You got to, like, do all this right. and you got to read more and do more math. Well, and like no. you said, it's like speaking into existence in a sense that 
if you keep saying the kids have a learning gap, the kids are going to feel like they have a learning mm-hmm. gap. And if you're like, you guys are doing amazing, you know, you came through a worldwide pandemic and a year of online learning and look at how great you're mm-hmm. doing, then they're going to do great. That's and, what I and you constantly can, remind them. You can look at it either way, and one way is going to have a much more positive effect. Yes. All right. Well, also on teaching talk, <laughs> I wanted to bring this up here. So I've been. Oh, I know what <laughs> this is now. I've been cleaning out uh, lots of boxes, as you know. Um, I've been kind of talking about it a bit on the show. And I came across this note that I'm going to read here. This is a note that one of your fellow teachers at a different school, and I'm removing the names to protect the innocent, <laughs> um, but one of the teachers that taught at a school with you um, had a student that you had taught the previous year, and the yes. student gave her this note, and the teacher, I, I think you said that she acted, that she wasn't offended, but one yeah, way or another. Yeah, she like thought it was funny, but... Maybe. maybe. But she brought you this note, and you kept the note, and it's so funny. So, I'm just going to call this person Mrs. Blank Mm -hmm. for the purposes of protecting the person. Yes. But here's the note that it says here. It says, Dear Mrs. Blank, you are the best teacher in the three grade. I like when you give us cookies, and sometimes you are mean and nice. You are not like Mrs. Vecchio, because she is nice. (laughs) Love your students. <laughs> and she, the student, this is just like on a post it note. This wasn't an assignment. This was a note. She just the student was like, that on the teacher's desk. Here you go. You are mean and nice, but you are not like mm-hmm. Mrs. Vecchio because she is nice. <sighs> I think that's just pretty magical. <laughs> that's a student from like my first year of teaching too. Yeah. So that's like old school stuff you just found. I know. It's pretty great. <laughs> that's what happens when you clean out a box. I think it's funny because like I'm not, I'm a nice teacher and I care deeply about my students, but I run a pretty tight ship. Yeah? I don't... Like, you've seen me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have very high expectations. But I think kids thrive with that. Like, they want someone to care enough about them to expect things from them. Yeah. You know, as as a kid, you expect a lot and you treat them like they're people that are people, not just little children to boss around. Right. And I think Although kids respect I that. I have enjoyed bossing children around my whole yeah, life. Yeah, but you boss adults around, too. That's nothing. <laughs> you just like bossing. That's, kids know that. They, they can understand that. I just like that my... And it's not even a tough love thing. I wouldn't call it that. I just have very high expectations. I like that that still comes across as being nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, very briefly, we need to touch on board games. So let's do a very quick game night. Yes. So our last live stream, we did Dungeons and Dragons, and I just need to hear like some feedback for those that haven't listened to the show yet. What did you think? You don't have to do like a rundown of what we did, but what do you think of Dungeons and Dragons so far? Well, like I said on the live, I think I need more of the in-person experience to really get deeply into it. Like I need the snacks. That's yeah. important to yeah. me. I need to see, like, the dungeon master with his planning and shenanigans. You want to see, like, a game board laid out. I some more visuals. See the game. I love visuals. I thrive on visuals. So I think that will, like, 
get me more into it. But did you have fun doing it, what we did so far? I mean, a blast. I think people should go back and watch it. If you haven't watched it, it's on our Facebook page. You can watch the video there. It'll be up on our YouTube YouTube. channel soon. So you can watch it there. But I think it was really fun. It was so fun. I'm glad that Matt did that. And in case you didn't watch the video yet, spoiler alert, we're going to have to do a sequel. Because we're like just barely started on this adventure. So we're probably going to do another. Our next live stream is going to be something else. It was a cliffhanger. But we'll come back to it. We'll come back. We'll pivot. We'll pivot back. Okay, so one other one I just had to mention. This was really fun this week. I don't even know if you know about this. Luke and Audrey have been doing remote learning. And so a lot of times, you know, if they get their stuff done, I'll do other, you know, educational activities, but stuff that's fun with them. Mm -hmm. And one of the things this week, and I've been talking with Luke about this for a while, he really wanted to try, is I taught him how to play chess. You never knew how to yes, play chess before. I called you guys a couple times and you were in the middle of chess. And he really liked it and he did a really good job with it. He hasn't beaten me yet, but he will. I'm not like a chess master. I never, I got like books about chess and read some of it and it just always seemed like something that I didn't want to put as much time into to get really good at. I'm probably better than like some people because I actually have read some books about chess, but <laughs> still. You know, it's not something that I'm particularly good at. But it was really fun teaching him. It's a great game if you just need to think of, like, logic and strategy and things like that. It's definitely a thinking person's game. But it was really fun. So just one more encouragement that, especially if you have kids, but, Mm -hmm. you know, just friends or family or whatever, play games together. Because, my goodness. Just just chess. It was such a fun thing. And we actually, the way I, I did it with them is I taught them on Clubhouse games on the Nintendo Switch. Because, right. first of all, it's easy to set up. But second of all, it's got a real good visual and it kind of shows where the pieces can move. So it's real easy for them to, to learn, you know, what you can do with each one. Did you guys visualize it on the ceiling, like in Queen's Gambit? It was just like that. I just looked up and Luke kept saying, Daddy, what are you doing? And I said, uh, 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 and I pointed. And then I made a move and I rang the little bell and then I beat him. But somehow I figured out how to play anyway. You guys have a bell? Yeah, just like in the show. (laughs) And right now I'm going to ring the bell. Ding, ding. Because it's time to bring this show to a close. Yay. Janelle, thank you so much. For co-hosting with me. It was a wonderful Luke's birthday eve. And thank you, dear listeners, for joining us. We love having you along for the ride. Please write to us at mandarinorangeshow at gmail.com and tell us what we should do for the 30-day challenge this November. We need some some feedback. If you have new ideas or if you like any of the ones we suggested. And I really need someone to chime in on who won the rap battle. Because... I kind of think it was me. Of course. You always think it's you. Well, you always think it's you. So that's why we need someone to weigh in. <laughs> we need an objective opinion here. Who so. was the most funny? That's a oxymoron, by the way. An objective opinion. It's a joke. Funnier? No, objective opinion. You can't have an objective opinion. All opinions are subjective oh, by definition. You're so tiring. <laughs> that's your objective opinion. Write in and tell us who's more tiring. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes people use words that I just want them to use them correctly. And I wanted to make sure if someone thought I was using it wrong, that I was doing it to bring out a point, you know. 
I think you'll know I'll always use words wrong, and I will use them more wrong, and more wrong, and more wrong, and more incorrecter. Yeah, but the difference is that drives you crazy. Your word usage—it's like the difference between that and then someone who's trying to sound smart and it doesn't go well. It's kind of like between a movie that's just real boring you don't like, and then a B movie that's so bad it's good. Like, when you just fully make up words that are, like, Mandarian, it's entertaining because you're just, you just do what you want to do. You didn't think it was that entertaining I've, when I first I've grown to appreciate it, hence the show that we've just finished doing 175 <laughs> episodes of. So, you know, I'm just saying, it's good. All right. All right, well, that's going to do it. Thank you guys once again for listening. And for the Mandarian Orange Show, I'm Phil. And I'm Jerdell. And we talk so you don't have to. Mm-hmm.